This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We're talking real money. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Don McDonald, along with Tom Cock. This is Talking Real Money, where we, uh, of course, talk about real money, real life, your your future. Really, this show's about your future, about how you can enjoy a better future. That's why we spend so much time talking about retirement and investing. And uh, our number, if you have a question for us, 855-935-8255. 855-935-TALK. So uh, grab a phone. Stop in. And if you do, you get something. Yeah, you get a free we copy send- of Don's book. Yeah. Updated. And I've been signing Sign? them. I know you have. Signed, sealed, and delivered. I see the ice delivered. pack on your shoulder there. You're going to recover. Free- oh, just, I got an ache right there. A lot of signing. Right a lot of there, signing. You know? a lot of uh, need a little bit of that CBD oil that's going around lately. Well, I'm sure they have There's plenty a lot of that going around. Plenty of that available where you your current location. I'm sure they're just teeming with that. In in, in Western Virginia, Southwestern Virginia. Oh, Don is already getting his There's a uh, story. travel plans warmed up for the summer and no. he's driven off to some location that is really has not been heard from I think since Daniel Boone was there somewhere in the mid 18th century. He was Dan- Something like that when he was getting chased Daniel, by the wolves. Yeah, I think it was 1760. Yeah, he got chased by said, wolves into Abingdon. Century. Yeah. Abingville, yeah. Abington. I'm, go- Abing- I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Abington. Abing. D O N. It's D O N, not D U M B, right? Okay, just checking. Well, of course. Well, no, D O N. Just checking. Oh, man, so. you are just, you are going to harass me mercilessly about this. What I'm doing, let me just explain this. We talk a lot about planning for retirement. Yes. And some of the things we, we talk about financial planning for retirement. But one of the things you're going to be talking about at your next class in June mm-hmm. is lifestyle planning, too. Yeah, I didn't know they're going to put know, my you wife out to pasture been, this early, but okay. The big my wife and I have been you. thinking about mm-hmm. the, the the semi-retirement that I'll probably enter in my 70s. <laughs> but trying to plan for that, yeah. to, trying to find a place we'd like to live that has affordable housing, that, no that has decent health care. And Sorry. where no one can find us. Yes, that's true. What people no, people I, that end up there, they got lost on their way to Williamsburg or something? Or, I mean, are they, they it's thought a, they had a... It's a long way away. That's a long way from That's a Tennessee or something? Or, I mean, I don't yeah. I don't know why that... No offense, why that we like it. There. We like it. We like it because it's got great theater. And you recognize a lot of things. art museums. Well, there's a lot of stuff from the mid-18th century, and that's something you recall affectionately from your youth. So, I mean, mid-19. I can see that make, mid mid nineteen. Oh, okay. I had that okay, slightly wrong. But anyway, it, it, looks, like, off. it looks like mid-18th century. <laughs> you know, you, he's uh, harassed me mercilessly I, I for um, for for about two decades about the fact that I live in Florida. Well, and a place called Celebration. I mean, come on. That yeah. is, you're, there's, yeah. Make it harder next time. And you didn't. Frankly, you made it just just too easy. <laughs> I made it easier. Now I, I got to tell, and they have this gorgeous hotel here. Okay, it's really a nice hotel. This it's called the Martha, Martha Washington, Washington Inn. Now, what is what association yeah. does the former Mrs. Washington have with the no town? Clue. Oh, okay, no clue. All right, just check. No clue. Okay. Uh, they just named stuff after her because ah. I think 
in the in the early or the late part of the 18th century, she was very famous. Well, yeah, and Mount Vernon is just a uh, you know hundred uh, long hour way. It's drive a long... from there or something. No, so. it's five oh, hours. Pardon me. Hundred hour horse trip, which is how you get around town, hour right? Hundred horse trip. They don't have yeah. cars there yet. Probably. Oh man, some of the streets are some of the streets are like you know carriage narrow. They're really sure they narrow. They're One really day they're going to have phones and everything and the internet and. Wow. But this hotel's great. We're in the hotel, yeah. um, and I'm in the library, which is this yeah, gorgeous big old. So yeah, if I mean, we have any resources, any any questions we can't yeah. answer, you can go I've, dig them out. I've got oh, I've got a complete Civil War library over here because <laughs> they just they, put it up there. That it's just over recently in the town, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's put these Civil War things up here because yeah. that one's in the history books I, now. <laughs> Yeah. And we, they've got 24 mm. plays a year. So we go to like a play twice a month. I think that's wonderful. I really do. <clears throat> I like that kind yeah, of stuff. I think that's great. Yeah. I like theater. Don't get lost on the way home. You'll end up in West Virginia, and I don't know what'll happen to you there. Well, if you make if you make a Sorry. right instead of a left, you'll end up in. But we went to get here. We went through five states. It was like Florida, Georgia, South yeah. Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia. And if I want to visit you, I need up. to start planning the trip soon to get there sometime next year because probably covered by covered wagon transfers or whatever it is to actually get to Abbingville. It's one. Tra- West it's Virginia. one transfer in Atlanta or Charlotte. And what kind of plane goes from Atlanta to where near where you are? Just asking. It's, I know it's not a seven thirty seven Max, okay? But what other plane? No, I think. I think it's an an Embraer or whatever that is. Oh, I think it's one those of those Brazilian nice. planes. I flew that out of uh, yeah. out of uh, Payne Field. So they're actually a pretty nice plane. Right on your trip. So see, it's just like that. <laughs> yeah, except we have this I rather still... thriving metropolis right next to us called. That's right, Seattle. Oh yeah, Seattle. And yeah, your closest Seattle one is, nice. is three time zones away, I think, or something. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're going to be in rare form. But anyway, we'll talk about this and a lot more. 855-935-TALK is the number. Give me a call. Do you know what your investment risk tolerance is? Take our free no-obligation risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Got a question? Has something to do with money? Give a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald. That's Tom Cock. You're out there. We'd love to hear from you, even though it is a beautiful day in Seattle. Oh, Darn it. I'm going to have to do the back lawn today, so I'm firing myself up for that. You're doing the back 40. Well, you know, and, I and worry you, about... And for you, the back 40 literally will be the back 40 when you move to Abbeville. I mean, that's going to be My different. backyard, if we if the, if we buy this house, my backyard is smaller than yours. Okay, well, that's and not doesn't have... Pretty good one. Pretty big Doesn't have a 90-degree grass yeah, cliff. that's the problem. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, I don't know how you mow that thing. It's like... Either. So, I don't look. Straight down. I don't and look. you just... You go straight down that hill right into Canada. <laughs> Well, not south. That would be right into wherever that is. North, yeah. yeah. Would be Canada. You can see Canada yeah. from there. I'm going to harass you back, I All swear. Right. I deserve it. I deserve it. So You definitely deserve but it. People, 855-935-TALK. Yes. What are we talking about the stock well, market? People wanted to know. I mean, this week, you know that Monday was scary for people that own stocks because the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 617 points on Monday. Now, the next three yeah. days, it made up Sound a lot terrible. of Yeah. I mean, it sounds catastrophic that by the way is less than two and a half percent and and 
This is a number I love. Uh, <laughs> the Dow Jones Industrial Average has fallen 2% in a single day. How many times in the last 120 years? See, I would not have thought very many. Yeah, me I either. would have thought, you know, maybe a couple a hundred. Yeah. That's it's a pretty substantial it's movement. More, so my original thought was a, maybe 100, 200. Yeah, it's more than a thousand times that has happened. A thousand and eleven, one zero one one. That's a lot of times. And here's the thing. That's a lot of hear, volatility. When you hear 600 points, you think, whoa, that's huge. Now, 600 points was huge when it was the Dow was trading at 1500 or 2000. Remember, it's trading today at 26,000. So 600 doesn't, I mean, this is part of the problem with the numbers. I know. It gets me, and I like that when you do the morning reports, they at least say the percentage, because like, that's still within reason. So take a the, deep breath. Giving the percentage, from my, in my opinion, if every report should give the the percentage number, because that's a more realistic perspective of what the market's doing. And this point thing with the Dow. Imagine if you, I mean, because Jason Twig pointed this out, you didn't pay attention to the market the first three days of the week. You got up Thursday, looked at the numbers. You would have thought nothing had happened because even though it took the big dip Monday, it came back on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Wouldn't have mattered. That's the way you should be looking at the numbers very long term anyway because day to day, nobody knows. It's a, it truly well, is a flip of a coin. The, and the long term reality of the equities market has been a steady rise. People don't get that. We get too caught up in the day-to-day gyrations and in the news. We, we, we worried so much about these tariffs that really aren't that, that big a deal. They're a deal, but they're not that big a deal. 855-935-TALK is our number. Give us a call. Alex is up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Alex. How can we help you? Hello. Thanks for taking my call. I had a question about uh, currency edging. Uh, you talked about that last week, I believe. And I think you said that um, funds investing in international stock markets use currency edging. I was surprised because I thought it was an expensive thing to do. So I just wanted to ask if every fund does that or well, let's talk only about, some active mills. Yeah, that's a great question. Let's talk about what currency hedging is, first of all. Don, I mean, because you explained it well last week. Yeah. And and what it's really not expensive on the scale of a of a major mutual fund company, because what they're doing is they're they're selling or buy in many cases they're buying or selling currency uh, futures contracts. Yep. yep. And they're buy they're not they're not tr- they're not playing that market. These are just little insurance policies that cost tiny fractions of a percent when you're buying them in the numbers they're buying them. And I believe and you are correctly- I don't know. I can't think of a single U.S. fund, a single U.S. managed international equity fund. There may be some exceptions, but I can't think of one of the big ones that doesn't currency hedge. You still there, Alex? 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 Uh, yes. He's gone. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to understand if Vanguard, uh, if they do that. I didn't find yeah. uh, yes, Vanguard any does. information on that. So. Oh. Okay. Yes, yeah, Van- definitely. They, it's not something that they advertise. It just has to be built in to uh, to reduce that volatility. That's moving, one of the things they want to keep out of the portfolio. You're moving money back and forth. You you need that protection. Here's the thing. I think when you hear hedging, you think that's some sort of you're making a bet of some kind, right? That's what people think. This is not that. 
I mean, it, it it is in a way because you're get you're built buying protection from the change on the between the U.S. dollar and the yuan, for example, right? But it is not. Making but they're not going that, long and short correct. securities. Yeah, exactly. So it's not hedging in the way that you may understand hedging to be. That's how I'd put it. Okay. So you're saying it's not expensive for those funds. It is not. It's not a major expense at all, mm, and they no. build that into their expense ratios. That helpful and Thanks. Vanguard. I'm looking Thanks. at Vanguard. Yeah, they do do it. Effort. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for your call. Yeah. I mean, and you really can't avoid it if you have a major mutual fund that is invested internationally because you have to have some of that protection due to fluctuations in currencies. Correct. Absolutely. And and at, at Vanguard's website, they have a white paper on uh, on why on, on why they currency hedge and how it works. What I'll do is after the show today, I'll put a link up at Talking Real Money for that white paper. So you, if those of you interested and want to learn more about it, you can go click on that and find out more. Yeah, I mean, and we'll, we'll spend some more time later in the show talking about investing internationally because Vanguard just wrote another paper that I think deserves some attention about this. And it is something that comes up somewhat regularly uh, because the last 10 years, the U.S. market has been far better than the international markets. So people think, why would I invest internationally? We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Yeah. And, and again, I want to make it really clear that Vanguard and other mutual fund companies aren't playing the currency market. They are not trying to get a return from playing currencies they uh, the fact they even state in their paper that current and currency doesn't currency has no intrinsic return currency doesn't make you money currency trading makes you money sometimes but it's gambling and that's Vanguard's, what when people hear that that's what i believe they're doing and that would i think be that's expensive. what they're doing yeah so this is simply yeah. how to make sure you can move the dollars back and forth without a big and this problem. is pretty normal for yeah. any international uh, equity or bond portfolio because there's enough risk that with interest rates or the market itself, they don't want to add another level of risk. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. All right. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We'll get your phone number from you. We won't call you and bug you, but we'll get that so that we can send you a free copy of Financial physics. Everybody loves financial physics. It is filling up the library in Abbeville, West Virginia, right now. Abingdon, Abingdon, Don, Abingdon. You know, that's what I should do. I should sneak a copy into the library here at the Martha Washington. Sure it's be well read. Put it on the, the shelf. Time you noticed, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, talkingrealmoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Wow, this Vanguard uh, currency white paper is quite the read. <laughs> it gets into those currency weeds. Wow. You need to send you can that tell they're to, academics. Uh, to Bill Higgins to Bill. before he retires. Yeah, yeah. Bill would love this yeah. thing. This is data yeah. up on data up on. Wow, look at all those charts. 
I'm not going to read that. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. I'm live in Abingdon. Yeah, Abingdon. Tom's in Seattle. Abingdon. Um, Don, you did read a paper that Vanguard recently wrote because it's only two pages and it's pretty simple to read. Uh, that's yeah. no reflection of your intellectual ability. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's okay. it's, they write these regularly. They talk about various things. And here the headline was embracing a global stock market. They're talking about owning international stocks. And they point out, first sentence, U.S. stocks have done far better. So why would you want to own something that hasn't done as well? And by the way, that's the reason I do want to own something. But they point out three reasons, two of which I think make sense. Two of which I think make sense. <laughs> Yes, two you said of that. Which, out How of many? Three, two of three. Just two? The rationale okay. for diversification is clear. US, 66%. Uh, what they talk about is the fact that not everything goes up and down together. You mean that they don't correlate yeah, necessarily? Yeah, they don't necessarily hmm. correlate. And, and number three, which I think also pay attention to, going back, and I think we can go look at this going back to 1970, had you owned half U.S., half international, you've actually reduced the volatility, made a little bit more money, and you reduce the volatility because not everything goes up and down together. I'm in agreement with those parts, but when they start veering mm-hmm. and talking about I wish they wouldn't do stuff like this. They're predicting the future, and I really, Vanguard should know better than that. Uh, in the next 10 years, the expected return outlook, according to Vanguard, is 8.4% for non-U.S. stock markets and U.S. stocks 5.1%. I always I just, wonder how they can possibly arrive at those figures. I, the only way I can think of is because U.S. stocks have done far better the previous 10 years, right? I mean, that's probably what, what it. Else would be the reason why. Uh, how would but you know they, that? They, at, at, what, what do you base that on? What factual information I know Robert can you possibly base? Too. Yeah, he, he talks a few, about what, that. You can't, basing a future prediction on mm-hmm. what do you base it on you can't do anything about it now the reality is you want to be in international stocks all the time because they have bailed you out in some terrible markets for for u.s stocks early the, 2000s. that lost decade yeah early 2000s that was horrible yeah. for u.s stocks people forgotten how well the international markets did and how much return they added to investors portfolios in those 10 years terrific amount of return that they built in that the uh, u.s made nothing in the s p 500 and it, this I'm, I'm not saying that it is it, it's a, a a true non-correlation that one goes up while the other goes down because they don't they don't move in lockstep but they don't move exactly opposite either so you're gonna have to live with some of the crazy stuff we talked about this this week we'll talk about it we're talking about international last week we talked about value these are asset classes that at times will underperform but they need to be in your portfolio because you can't predict the future I think that's exactly right and people forget that the standard and poor's 500 is 500 stocks out of you could invest Gee. internationally 13,000 so it is one asset class it is one type of equity right and yet everybody wants to compare everything to do to that and say well why am I not making as much as the S&P 500 specific asset classes will outperform others for long periods of time we don't know when that could happen we don't know what the future will look like necessarily but we do know that being more diversified has been a better approach for a long period of time 
And something we, we, that we've discovered quite interesting, uh, just based on the, the presentations and the classes and the information we share with people. Every year we look at, at the percentage of the market that is U.S. and international. And about 10 years ago, it was almost exactly 50-50 split. 50% U.S. Yeah. This is global market capitalization. 50 U.S., 50 international. Now it's 53 U.S., yeah, right, US 47 market. international. Yeah, that uh, has to do both with the returns of the markets and the quality of the U.S. dollar, which has made more than other currencies in recent years. Therefore, yeah, they probably will get back close to parity someday. Tom and Don are talking real money. It may not be the sexiest website in the world, but it's your one-stop shop for real money information, TalkingRealMoney.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And money is a really important part of your life. So give us a call here at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald, broadcasting from the Martha Washington Inn. Just a minute. In Abingdon, Virginia. Be quiet for one second. Yeah, I heard the banjos there. Okay, you're there. I thought maybe you're making it up. Actually, this is a big, though this is a big bluegrass area. I kind of figured. In fact, we're going down to the microbrewery down the street tonight to listen to a little music and drink beer. You're not either. No, you're not. No, you're not going to let it go. You are not going to let it go. I swear you are not taking, ever going to. Hey, we had a bluegrass. Off. We had a bluegrass event in Seattle. That's true, remember? Yeah, it was great fun. That was fun. It was pretty yeah, fun, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. It was yeah. Right, so okay. stop making fun. I, okay. I'm just I, okay. All right. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. I got this. You know, Did we're you getting into number? this crazy nuts. Eight five five nine three five talk. And you get I think Don's I did. book free, so call us. Okay, go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, just something really interesting uh, because we've got all these crazy. I was driving up here listening to interviews on the radio, or listening to NPR, and they were interviewing presidential candidates, various ones. And I'm going, I don't even know who these people are. There's so many presidential candidates. There's now twenty three Democrats, I believe. So. Holy cow! Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, there, but there may be a new way to vet them. Based on their investment acumen. Oh, please, really? All right. Yeah, I, I if they make gonna, smart investments. Yeah. You're referring to our local candidate who's running for. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean Jay Inslee? Jay Inslee. So he's in the. He's in the because they had to do the disclosure, right? He had a disclosure recently, yeah. and they discussed yeah. the fact that he had. Bought, I'm on a local government. I have yeah. to disclose my lack of assets. Well, no, I think it, I think this is because of the presidential race. I don't know. Anyway, it was disclosed that he had had some money from something and he decided to invest and he decided mm-hmm. to invest in stocks wait wait let me ask let me yes. ask so he got into the vanguard total world index no no he did not oh, he bought all right i'm instead, starting to worry a little instead he bought microsoft okay now you're gonna remind after mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to look oh, wait, at the rest wait let me guess let me guess let me guess let me guess microsoft amazon Starbucks. <laughs> I have to look it up. I can't. I don't uh, want to miss. But it was um, all those. But it was just a few. I'm individual just guessing. Stocks. It was a few individual stocks. All right, I'm going to look it up. Too, Boeing, Microsoft, Amazon, as you said. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so well, somebody was asking. Somebody was asking me. Well, you know, is that a good idea? No, that's not a good idea. Do you he, know what he's doing? Yeah. He's showing his. He's showing his bias. Well, okay, his home. Be, yeah. He's buying. 
he's he's showing a home bias, right. like Americans. I only buy American companies. Yeah, no, right. you, you, because you, do you eat a Nestle's chocolate bar? You're you're eating a Swiss company's product. Yeah, among other things. Uh, I mean, so here's the thing. Um, this is not a good idea, and I don't know Jay mm-hmm. well, and I don't know his investment policy well. He is in his late sixties. So he should be thinking about retirement sometimes, although I'm, I'm, he maybe wins the presidency. I don't know. Mm-mm. If he does, Mm-mm. then Mm-mm. he'd be like the rest of those guys who are president. They're going to be president until they're like 94. So retirement's not going to be a big deal. But um, he should not be buying individual stocks. He should have an investment policy that says, here's how much I'm trying to make. Here's how much volatility I'm willing to accept. And that should not include owning I'm going to quote it, Amazon, Microsoft, and Boeing. Those are the ones he bought recently. And that was part of his disclosure filed as part of his presidential campaign. So I had that right. No, this is I, bad policy. I think we ought to offer him We ought to offer him a free, no-obligation risk quiz so he can determine his risk tolerance. And then he could use our two-fund portfolio. Yeah. Be, Vanguard Total World Stock Index and Vanguard Total Bond Index, and then and every build a portfolio goes, based on that risk tolerance. Every place he goes, he can say, "Yeah, I own part of that company. You bet, I'm involved in your local exactly. economy." Exactly, that's that, a great one for oh, a politician. Po- you, you, right. yeah, I mean, you should place- be a political consultant. <laughs> political hack maybe everywhere he went then he could say yes I, of course i invest in fill in the blank here because mm-hmm. i'm in atlanta guess what wow. i'm invested in coca-cola you know all that i, co- I own so, coke and delta right? airlines delta yeah airlines. there you go so i mean it's perfect strategy way better than oh i'll have to go buy a few shares of coca-cola I, so i support the local economy i didn't even think of that one yeah there you go that's brilliant oh thank you oh i'm using that i'm running for president now <laughs> I own oh, come everything. on, we need a nice round. We need a nice round two dozen, don't you think? <laughs> What's 23 when you could have 24? What's come on. 24. That's not bother anybody. And I can't run as an independent because nobody can ever win there. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely over 35. I'm okay. I think I'm legal. All right. And you own 855 talk 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. And a lot of presidents are from Virginia. Tom and I believe in helping everybody become a better investor. That's why we offer lots of free knowledge at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Once again, the phone number to get answers to those nagging money questions is 855-935-TALK. Get a copy of Financial Physics if you call during the live show on Saturday. But you can get answers to your questions anytime at 855-935-TALK. 8255 because we do podcasts every day so give us a call 855-935-TALK and craig you're next welcome to the show hey craig how can we help you today hi don and tom i uh i'm going to do your vanguard two fund uh program for my iras and i took your risk quiz that came up 64 i'm 70 years old and i was wondering does that mean i should do the uh 60 40 split or does that have, how do you use that risk tool? That's about right. That 64 would put you at about a 60 40 split, right in that area. That said, I mean, what sort of rate of, ret- how much you're going to take out of the IRA of the money that's th- on a percentage basis that's in there? Well, I, I don't know about percentage. I have about, oh, I have over a uh, million dollars. And that with the formula 
69 and a half or uh, 70 and a half. Yeah. I came up with about $64,000 is Mm, what I'll get. No, you're going to. In November. No, you only have to take about three and a half percent out the first year. Well, maybe it's more than a million then. No, no, I'm saying on the million, you would only have to take out. He's saying maybe he has more than a million. He said he may have more than a million. That's something to know, by the way. That's what. that's what Schwab told me. Yeah, that's kind of okay. important. Yeah, okay. Setting that aside just for a moment, the required minimum distribution that you have to take out at 70 and a half. Here's the way I would look at it. Yes, the risk quiz is one aspect because a lot of people think I just checked the box. Mm-hmm. The other aspect is, again, knowing what rate of return you're trying to make or feel like. So let's say it's I want to make five or six percent. Okay. Now you probably could be in a 50-50 or 60-40. And, and is, are you still willing, because in a, in a 60-40, are you still willing to see 25% of your money go, go away in the next downturn? Well, but, but that's basically well, what the risk quiz is telling him. Trying to tell him, yeah. That we're trying to tell him. But, but, but I think what Tom's getting at, uh, Craig, is you need, to under, you need to find two things, how much risk you can tolerate and how much risk you need to take. Yeah, that's the other. And that that's a question that's a question of what you need to make. If for example, you're looking at your money and you go, I only need to make 2 or 3%, I really don't need to take more risk than that, then you could do a 30/70 portfolio, 30% stock, 70% bonds, be far more conservative, have far uh, fewer acid attacks when the market does stupid things, your stomach acid churns. It you want to you want to find the balance between needs and and tolerance. I still like the quote from Warren Buffett last year when he said, "Why try to make money? Uh, I, I got to get this right. Why to try to make money you don't need when you and to lose money you may need?" I think that's a great quote. In other words, why take more risk than you have to? Well, what I'm trying to right. do is take not the right amount of risk by, by, by my by the end of my life. I'm trying to you know make sure I don't you know I want to keep ahead of inflation and things like that. You, you don't want to run out by sure. the end of your life. By the way, if you just take out the required minimum distributions, you will not run out of money. You won't. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you just take those RMDs, you I will not run out yeah. of money. So that and that's a you know you then you to replace that you need three and a half percent the first year. It goes up on a percentage base for a while and then it goes down again. So if you if you set it up to make four or five percent a year, as Don said, very moderate portfolio. You'd probably probably that's about a 50-50. Right. Yeah, there you go. That's about a 50-50 mix, probably. Craig, thanks for the call. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm... Thank you, Doug. 855-935-TALK. I'm a little more go careful ahead, with the risk quiz than you are around telling people one just equals the other because the aspect of uh, you know what rate of return do you really need? I think that you, you mentioned that in the last part there, that that should be a part of the equation. I will add that to the Real Retirement Roadmap website because that actually is something that should be there. I'm going to add that in. Yeah, I mean, we run into people that have very low scores and think, well, you know, does that mean I should only be 30% in stocks? Well, not if you need to really see a 4, 5, 6, 7% a year increase, then maybe not. You probably have to have more in stocks. Mm-hmm. You might have to be a little uncomfortable from time to time. That's the reality. The trick is making yourself suffer yeah. without doing something and, and we know the track record is you will do something when times get bad that mm-hmm. has been the track record pardon me that's why it's so important to build the right portfolio yeah. for the for the risk tolerance which is why i put so much emphasis on the risk quiz because you don't want to invest outside of that comfort level 
or you are very likely to do something incredibly stupid. And the risk quiz, by the way, is at both Vestry and TalkingRealMoney.com. It's free. There's no obligation. We will not call you. No. We really don't do that. And that's something I've, I think we've been trying to get across for the last decade is that we are, we are not this sales oriented, annoying, call you all the time firm. Um, we'll, we're, we set up our company differently. We decided we wanted to help everybody. We wanted to provide an education, which is why we do this show, uh, which is why we do talking real money, the website and real investing journal, the website and now the new website that we're getting ready called real retirement roadmap, which is going to be amazingly helpful. It's a step-by-step guide to getting yourself set up for retirement. Uh, and we are also doing a class by that name coming up and in did, June. And, and the near Abbey, Don, do they have a Creeper Road? Did I read that right? Creepy Road, Creeper Road? Why something? is that so? I think I find that a strange name. It's called the Virginia. It's a, actually, it's a very famous bike trail. People come oh, from all okay. the country to ride this bike trail. I thought it had a lot of really weird people on it or something. Creeper, creepy. No, no. That the name came from a railroad, a, a lumber railroad that ran this route, and it was it's so it's such a winding, steep route that it uh, it had to creep up the mountain. Ah, okay. That's the name. I thought there's just strange people in the woods waiting for you. you. No, you wanted to think that. You want to go to one more call for the top of the hour? Yeah, we okay. have time. We have right. like three let's, minutes. Let's take Steve on. Steve, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? We're today? doing great. How can we help you? I just had a question. I have a a uh, portfolio, and it's basically uh, ETFs and index funds, and it's managed by one of the big uh, three companies. And it's uh, essentially, I'm just trying to find out what a fair fee would be to manage such a thing. I'm paying about like 0.89 percent for the for the uh, you know their the service they provide. Which How is big is the account? Taking this, it's uh, just a hair over a million. I think you're being treated very fairly if you're paying eight tenths of one. That's a very a fair fee. Is there yeah. any? Okay. Is there any planning? Is there any sort of personal work, or is this simply asset management? It's 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 kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more than a robo. Then, thing. I, that is. That's. I think it's not a robo. Right. No, yeah. no, yeah, ninety basis points is. Okay. We generally state that anything under one one percent or below is with a good firm that that invests as you need to to be invested. And you're getting personal it's service, good. and you're getting planning work. I think if it's just for the assets, you could get it for far less. In other words, you could go to a robo and say. I want a 70-30, bang, the money goes in. When you need somebody to talk to, when you got planning, tax, all that stuff, I think paying under one is a, is a pretty fair price. Yeah. I see. Okay. Hand-holding is a big part of this business, yeah. too. Thanks, so, Steve. That's Good a fair price. Yeah. Thank okay. you for the call. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-TALK. And uh, we'll be hanging out for like another hour trying to help you get through this life and deal with these money issues, particularly the investment ones. Give me a call, 855-935-TALK. I am broadcasting live from Virginia. Tom's in Seattle, and we'll be back with more. Tom and Don are talking real money. Download the advisor interview form and find out if your advisor's a fiduciary at TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. 
Tom and Don are talking real money. Oh, by the way, Tom, uh, we have two seats left, just two seats left for Tom's Wednesday class on the 22nd, the Lunch Ed class on the uh, Science of Retirement Investing. Uh, You can go get those at TalkingRealMoney.com. But we've got a brand new, more involved class. We've never done this class before. It's called Real Retirement Roadmap, and it will be happening on June 22nd in Bellevue. Big class. Sign up for that right now at uh, RealRetirementRoadmap.com. RealRetirementRoadmap. It's really easy. Dot com. purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.